Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't change the air. Don't change the thing for me. Great to have your company on this uh, Tuesday. Back to work Tuesday. I know a few people that I've spoken to just struggled a bit after the long weekend, the Labor Day long weekend. Hope you had a good one. Uh, of course, uh, we're not far away from the start of the AFL and WAFL seasons. And Hamish Brayshaw uh, will return as a regular on Scotty and Goss when the waffle season begins next month. But in the meantime, uh, he's doing a bit of a cameo here on Sports Day WA. Uh, Hamish, thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks very much for having me. You're a glutton for punishment returning to be part of uh, Scotty and Goss's team again this year. Oh, no. Always a bit of fun. Always a bit of fun. Happy to be back. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, good segment it is too. Saying that, uh, how was the off-season? Get up to much mischief? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, a little bit. I um, we, my, The AFLW season had just kicked off once we started uh, the off-season, so I was pretty tame early on, but um, I've certainly got a bit of fun in over the Christmas break and... Uh, no, the boys, East Perth boys are looking pretty good. We've got our first intra-club this weekend and the season's right around the corner. So uh, everything's looking sharp and ready to go. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, before we look at your thoughts on the West Coast and Fremantle footy clubs for this year. I actually did the East Perth function at the Ascot Racecourse a couple of weeks ago, being the corporate uh, function where they announce all the sponsors that will be lining themselves yep. on the East Perth jumpers this year. Uh, it's a different-looking East Perth setup this year, including coach and a few new players, I believe. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Ross McQueen's taken over as the head coach, and he's brought a sort of a new look to the uh, to the team. Um, Jackson Ramsey, our captain, has uh, retired and moved on, and we've got a couple of new recruits. Uh, Mitch Croydon's come in from uh, from Fremantle, and Tom North has come over from Melbourne. Uh, we've got a couple of guys from the VFL, and then uh, Michael Randall's just uh, had his charge knocked back a couple of months, so he'll be back come round five. So we're um, and Harrison McCready as well from Carlton. So we've got a couple of really good re- uh, recruits and. The team seems to be gelling pretty well, so I'm excited to see what we can do this year. Yeah, speaking of Bronnie Howson and uh, Dean Turner and that the other day, they're quite excited about the midfield that's being assembled. But as I saw last year, your biggest problem was kicking goals. Have you got maybe a spearhead or somebody that can maybe kick 40 or 50 this year? Uh, well, I think a young kid called Tom Graham's um, looking to have a pretty good year. I think he, he took his strides to play league footy last year and he's a tall young I think he's only 19 or 20 but he um he drew a target he was able to clunk a few and he's only gotten better over the off season so uh, we've got a few mids that can rotate forward as well Liam Tedesco from um from West Perth has come over so he can uh, come on in the midfield and go forward but I think Tom Graham will be the one for us that if we can get him going and he's a young player that you know easily played 100 plus games for the footy club so um he'll be one to look for this year I think now, Hamish, before you were born, let me tell you, uh, you know, I used to follow East Perth, and I still do, on a week-to-week basis. And what greats and royal supporter more than anything else is seeing the success 
of the arch enemy being West Perth, who used to be known as the Cardinals and now the Falcons, and the fact that they're sitting top of the tree season after season and we keep losing against them. Now, is that likely to change in 2023? Because I've had a gut full of Jimmy Williams, my producer here, who's a fanatical West Perth supporter, really rubbing it up the wrong way. Can we challenge? And it's quite ridiculous that East Perth aren't contesting finals year in, year out. Can that change this season? Oh, it certainly can. I mean, West Perth, as much as I uh, I dislike them as well, are a very good team and have been for my time in Perth. Um, I can't remember how many times we've knocked them off, albeit it's, uh, it's, that we only play them once or twice a year. But I'm I'm really excited as to how we can go this year. I think we um, we stack up well midfield-wise against them. And, and as I said, we've got some young players in the forward line. Um, I think our backs have developed really well. Corey Watts has come on really strong over the off-season and, and the addition of Harrison McCready. So I think... All across the park, we've improved. Um, they are the benchmark, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when we play them, but uh, certainly one that we, uh, we're eyeing off to knock off. So mm. as much as you don't like them, we don't like them either. <laughs> and by the way, when does uh, Michael Randall actually start training? I think he starts around this time, I think early March. So yeah, he must be joining yeah, the track shortly. Session. Yep, yeah, his first session with us on Monday. So after a year and a half of, uh, of running on his own, he's, um, he's finally back and running around with the team. So it was good to have him back. The boys celebrated his his time off and he looked good. He's in good nick. He's obviously super fit. He's just been running over the last couple of year and a bit. So um, I think he gets back to play with us around five or six. Uh, he's eligible. So it'll be a mini pre-season for him starting now and um, he'll hit the ground running midway through the year. So it'll be exciting to have him back. Talking to Hamish Brayshaw here on Sports Day WA on SEN throughout Western Australia. That's a look at two of the AFL clubs, as you've mentioned. You've been involved with the AFLW program uh, for the last season or so, with Rob Wiley being the coach, a good fellow that he is. And, and there's been some improvement there for the AFLW Eagles team. There needs to be some significant improvement for the West Coast Eagles full stop after only two wins in 2022. What's the word around the club and what's your general feeling? Well, everyone around here is pretty pretty bullish at the moment. Um, albeit we've had two, you know, scratch matches or interclubs, uh, sorry, um, match simulations as they call them. But um, one was good against Port and one not so good against Adelaide. But I think the way that the, the boys are shaping up, everyone's super fit. We've got we've got some injury concerns, but I think they should be pretty good come round one, with the exception of maybe a few. But but yeah, I think there's a bullish feel around the place. Um, certainly in the last couple of years, as fit and as strong as the boys have looked. So. They're playing with a bit of dare, and that can catch that can catch sides out. Also, on the flip side, if it doesn't work, you um you can get scored against. But I think that's the the license that the boys have got this year. It looks like they've they've been told to play a free free flowing style of football. So uh, yeah, I think the boys they they look rejuvenated. A couple of really talented young players. I mean, Ruben Jinby, a boy from East Perth, is really setting the place on fire. And but then you've got other young guys like Campbell Chess has come back, and he's looking really good. Even Noah Long, um, a couple of their new draftees. So. There's a bit of youth around the place, which has sparked it up a little bit. And, um, yeah, I, I think they'll uh, surprise a few this year. Yeah, well, let's hope that's the case for the West Coast Eagles uh, supporters. There was a lot of question marks over the the fitness last year and the ability to run out games and, in turn, run out the season. I know they've certainly focused on that in the preseason. Have you seen a notable change on the track? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the uh, the speed at which the boys are zipping around is um, is certainly noticeable. They uh, obviously all AFL clubs put GPS trackers in during trainings, but the uh, the addition that I've seen this year is we've got the big screen up at um, Mineral Resources Park, and in between all the drills, the GPS numbers for everybody flashes up. So it's a bit of a competition between 
the boys and the players as to who's running the hardest and who's being who's covering the most Ks, who's running the quickest. So it um it, it has really been a clear focus. And then and then in the gym they're um they've changed some things up in there as well. So Mark Kilcannon come along and he's um he's really revolutionised what the boys are doing in there. So it's uh, certainly has been a strength and conditioning focus over the uh, the preseason, which is, you know, at, at this point, paying dividends for a few of them. Good stuff. Uh, what about the Fremantle Footy Club? And, of course, your brother's there as uh, a joint vice-captain with Caleb Sarong. Did you think he'd get the top job, or do you feel it was always going to be Alex Pearce? Uh, oh, externally, it, it might have sounded like um, Andrew was the man for the job, but speaking to him, the boys were pretty resounding um, for Alex Pearce, I think. The way he stepped in last year when um, Fifey couldn't play was was really good and, and showed the leader and the quality of leader that he is. Um, and I think he he won the popular vote by sixty odd votes. So he was the um, he was the clear standout. Uh, I think it's probably not a bad thing for Andrew and his own football to have that vice captain role, but not necessarily be the front man. Um, I think it'll give him. He's only twenty three. It'll give him a bit of time to continue to grow and build on the form that he had last year. So oh, I think all in all, pretty good result for Andrew and the footy club. Yeah, and what about uh, Fremantle? How do you see him this year? A lot of people are sort of reserving their judgment. They've got a harder draw. They've got to play Geelong twice, Brisbane twice, and a couple of other major clubs twice as well. That's so a harder draw. I think people are saying if they emulate what they did last year, it's a pretty good season again. But no doubt they're keen to go further. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having seen the way Andrew's built himself up this preseason and even just watching their last couple of practice games, I think they're pretty primed to have a similar season than they did last year. I think um, <clears throat> the criticism has been who's going to kick their goals and I think just watching the way Nat Fife has gone about the last couple of weeks, um, I, I don't see... I, I can quite easily see him having 100 shots on goal this year and whether or not he's got a kicking or it's on is uh, another story, but he'll, I think he'll certainly get a look at it. Um, Monday out of the midfield hurts, but O'Meara comes in and um, you know, I think the the level of growth in uh, Andrew and Caleb and then Will Brody as well probably bridges the gap that Monday will, will leave, although that's a big gap. But um, the addition of Jackson, um, how they're going, and then the development of their other younger players. I mean, Hayden Young's in the leadership group now. He's come on really well. They've got a lot of these younger players that have got... They might not be necessarily at the right age, typically 25, 26, if that's your, your list and your prime, but they've got the games under their belt given the last few years for Freo. A lot of these young guys are 23 and, and nearly played 100 games. So mm. I think the experience is there and um, I think they'll have a pretty similar year to last year, if not better. I think they'll be challenging for top four and certainly it's a tougher run, but um, I think they'll give some really good sides a, a pretty good shake-up. Good stuff, Hamish. Uh, and during uh, the Christmas New Year, you know, sort of the off-season to a certain degree, I know you're involved in the AFLW side. Did you go back to Melbourne to see mum and dad or did you take a drive down to the deep south near Antarctica and see granddad in Albany or anything like that? <laughs> no, the uh, the whole family was uh, over in Port Ferry, actually, over in Victoria. We um, My uncle's got a house down there and the whole family was over there for Christmas. So grandma and pop flew over and all four boys were together. So the whole family was together for the first time in, I think, three or four years, actually, over Christmas. So it was uh, a nice little refresh and to see everybody and then we all went our separate ways but no good family mm. Christmas together finally and so how did uh, granddad Mr 10 for 44 how's he going no nah, he's tracking well Pop he's um, he quite often reminds you of the 10 for 44 at any opportunity that he gets <laughs> but uh, he's uh, he's unfortunately we've only got one cousin or two cousins of mine George and Fred James is two youngest who are still <clears throat> playing cricket and uh, Pop's just sort of just clutching at that last uh, all four of us no one none of us played and uh 
Rob's one of his boys. He's more of a football man than he is cricket, so he's got two more chances. But uh, at any opportunity, he lets you know and tells remind you how good he was. He's a humble man, but uh, he can drop a couple of sly hits here and there, Pop. Nah, he was a good man, good cricketer, good footballer, a good radio broadcaster, good television presenter. He was the full package. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Hamish, thanks for joining us, mate. I really appreciate it, and uh, we look no forward to hearing you during the waffle season here with Scotty and Goss on uh, SEN uh, Breakfast. Thanks for your time. Good luck for go no to the Royals. Let's hope, let's hope we play in the yeah, finals. Okay, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. Good on you. Hamish Brayshaw joining us here on uh, Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. As we go to the break, this is interesting. Nathan Buckley, the former Collingwood coach, has named on SEN in Melbourne his top impactful players. Nathan Buckley naming his top five impactful players. Have a listen to this as we go to the break, and then we'll come back talking a bit of cricket. I ended up writing five names down. I had... Three of them from one team, Gorn, May, and Oliver. And then I had Darcy Moore, Lockie Neal. So five players that I would have in that mix. And in the end, I would go for Max Gorn as the most impactful player in the competition because he can go forward uh, and with his aerial capacity, not just because of his ruck stuff. And I'd add just just over Stephen May. Max Gorn and Stephen May, the number one and well, two yeah, players no one you. in the game, uh, according to Nathan Buckley.